Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, but a fanfic of a fanfic that itself is a synthesis between Follow, the popular game of a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and Meloponi, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with our co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. I, I'm, I'm sorry, did you say something? I, I was a little distracted. I did, Jingles just came came up to me and handed me a piece of paper with some GPS coordinates on it. <laughs> I don't know what this means. It, it's it's not signed by anybody. It, no, wait, it is. It's signed by Jingles. It's. I, I guess we gotta go pick up a, a a package at the end of the cast. I don't know what the. <laughs> Suddenly we become an ARG. Um, <laughs> but yeah, gosh, uh, jeez, we're back at it doing Fall Equestria, Fall Heroes, um, the uh the funny sequel series we don't hate, even though I did yell about a lot of stuff last week. <laughs> I was very grumpy last week, uh, and I'm less so now, so that's probably a good sign of the quality of this chapter. Yeah. Uh, Fi's official rating, I didn't hate it. <laughs> Who hooves up? Um, uh, but yeah, if you want to just TLDR, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Okay, actually, no, like, that's that's not true. A lot happened in this chapter, like, quite a bit. Like, we, like, the wheels really, really started moving along. Uh, uh, it felt like kind of, it, it kind of felt like everything that I sort of wanted to happen over, like, the last two chapters happened in this one instead, uh, which is fine. It's just that, like, it, it sort of feels like it, it's kind of just happening all at once. Um... But yeah, so let's get into I, it because there's so much to talk about. Yeah, so we open it up with learning again the re- the the revelation of the the uh, the computer mainframe in the Clips and Clops Casino is actually Walkirk himself, the original architect of uh, uh, the uh, Paradise City, Celestius uh, Paradise. That was what it's called, also known as Dice. Uh, he's our Andrew Ryan, our uh, uh, Mister House, uh, Mister Robert House. Uh, Bobby, Bobby House. Um, <laughs> hey, it's Bobby. It's Bobby House. Uh, yeah, our uh, uh, our except Howard Hughes. Like, except kind of not. He's he's way more like personable than any of those characters. He's even well, more personable than like the 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 house, the the ghoul house above yeah. ground. It's really funny where, like, I feel like, like, if I feel like this was, like, in PH or something, I'd fucking hate these characters because they'd, like, be symbols of, like, uh, capitalist, uh, uh, Excellence. uh, capitalist realism or whatever it's called. Uh, but here, like, I, they're just such more, like, more vibrant and real characters. Like, we've learned a lot about Walkirk up to this point, and I feel like, while he's definitely, like, seems like kind of a bad dude... Um, he seems somewhat justified in some of his actions, which is pretty crazy. Um, uh, uh, and since Caledonia is Canadian, I can add a sort of uniquely Canadian experience. Uh, cause it made me think of that actually in this. Uh, but yeah, they meet Walkirk. He's like, I'm in the flesh. Well, actually I'm a robot. Ha ha. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Transfer my brand new computer. Yeah. I like but when they're like, we well, he's just a computer, and he's like, psychic. yeah, that's actually my greatest failure. I wanted to be a whole cyborg, and all I could do is <laughs> dump my brain into a computer at the last second. We we recall through our mental link with uh, uh, the great mother goddess that 
that without uh, certain preparations, only only the mind and not the soul is transferred into the computer. Oh, yeah, now, look, trust me, I tried that. Didn't It didn't pan out. And besides, I, I have to be honest with you, I didn't really have much in the way of a soul in the first place, so... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, which is pretty fun. Uh, so I don't really but, mind the ship of Theseus <laughs> sort of yeah. situation. I, <laughs> I love the idea of like, no thanks, actually, <laughs> on the ship of Theseus. Actually, I've decided I'm always the same person. <laughs> no emotional trauma for me. <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I still like want to say, but like, I just, I, I, okay. There's so many of these where there's someone just has just done Mr. House in, uh, in, uh, horsey time zone <laughs> that I can't help but appreciate the fact that there's two of them. <laughs> it really shakes things up. Uh, but yeah, actually, okay. But I do love this because they, they, they converse a lot about like, uh, the nature of the city and the way it was built and, uh, is like, yeah, I built the tunnels as, as an emergency escape. It's like, well, it didn't help much against the radiation. It's like, ah, yeah, because I bet on the wrong mega spell going off. Because <laughs> uh, it turns out that uh, Walkirk is something of a, like, Caledonian nationalist, which, I mean, makes sense with his prior characterization. But um, he was, like, really obsessed with the idea of, like, equestrian cultural like uh uh like immigration or like cultural like uh contamination uh and uh uh was like convinced that eventually like they turn their mega spells on on uh on Caledonia uh uh at some point so he like built his like emergency I, escape built around the sun laser i'm uh, i'm trying to imagine what like constitutes a Canadian culture purist. I'm sure they exist, especially in Oh Quebec. yeah, they actually do. Um uh, uh it's actually really common. So like an interesting thing about Canada in specific is that uh part of like the Canadian national identity is like like I've jokingly referred to it as the Canadian national identity is whatever the fuck Americans aren't. Uh <laughs> but they're actually like it is legally legitimate concern. Like i mean at one point, America was trying to manifest Destiny Canada as much as it's trying to manifest Destiny everything else. So Canada's kind of in a weird spot because you know we're, since you know we're a predominantly like white nation, we don't we're not really seen like we don't have like experienced the same level of cultural, uh, uh, I guess like uh, uh, overriding that other that like other countries have ever experienced in their in their uh, their own relevant. Uh, uh, histories, but there is actually something of a like uh, a problem of like that happening though still in Canada. In fact, actually, there's a lot of like Canadian laws that are specifically in place to like emphasize Canadian media and stuff and the proliferation of such so that we don't like use lose whatever our unique culture may be. And you know, it's a sixty forty split on whether or not like that's a little nationalistic versus being like trying to like not be just turned into America too. Um like being effectively culturally colonized versus being like a weird white nationalism thing is kind of up in the air. But 
there actually is kind of a sentiment of like we don't want Americans here. We don't like we want like Americans to stop turning us into America. And there's a lot of push towards that kind of cultural like uh, uh, emphasis. It's a little bit more common in like Quebec. And again, simultaneously, Quebec also has a huge white, white nationalism problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not a, not on that Ontario doesn't. I live in Ontario, by the way. Um, but it, it is a legitimate concern to a certain degree. It's it's a little trumped up by like the sort of like talking heads, but the idea that like Canada wants to be considered its own country and not just emulsified into the states is a real one. And it's also funny that like because. Fascism often works better when it doesn't make any sense. Like it's not, so, you know, that you know, uh, ignorance is strength and all of that. The exact people who like would burn down a Krispy Kreme so a Tim Hortons can be <laughs> built in its place uh, are also the same people um, who my Second Amendment rights. Yeah, for sure. But it isn't just like backwards, like like rednecks and shit or whatever you want to like count it as. Like it isn't just the like the disenfranchised conservative. It's it is actually something of like a, a relevant, like uh, a cultural concern. You know, mind you, we do a whole bunch of horrible, fucked up shit to our native population. So I don't think Canada's really has much of a right to talk. But I mean, personally, I've like experienced that feeling of how there's a sort of like edification of like, oh, just American culture is just everything, and you just will eventually become part of Canada. Like Canada will just eventually become part of America, just sort of out of inertia, and like. There's just like that's a that's a weird perception that's in a lot of like uh, uh, science fiction and stuff that like Canada and the United States will just become one super country and like I can f- fervently say as a as a proud Canadian uh, white boy that that just would not fucking happen. Petition, petition for a cyberpunk future wherein most of North America becomes super Canada, the Greater <laughs> Canadian. God. But yeah, like we just, we just, we don't want you. We don't, we don't want that to happen. I can, I can like at the very least, because we have slightly more socialized healthcare than y'all do. <laughs> we love you as neighbors. We don't want you to live here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I totally get like Walk like Walker being kind of paranoid that eventually, uh, you know, Celestia and Equestria would turn their guns on their little puppet state. Cause yeah, I've been there. Uh, again, I don't think that Welker is entirely in the right because I think that he's kind of trumped up national, like has a trumped up nationalist opinion of Caledonia that is a little uncomfortable. But I totally get it. Like he's a real person, as far as I'm concerned. Like he 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 is totally believable um, ideological uh, uh, opinions uh, to base it upon. But yeah, so Walker princesses have better keep their jugged milk uh, <laughs> down south where it belongs, eh? <laughs> You're trying so hard, and I don't know where the hell that's supposed to be from. I am um, intentionally, I am intentionally um, making it like real bad because I but, like I, I don't have a good ear but, for the actual accent. So yeah, I, it's, to be fair, it's, it's more to be fun fair. To- is Canada's accent's a lot more natural naturalized than people think it is. Uh, but yeah, no, we want to keep our, like Caledonians want to keep our bagged milk, our <laughs> our uh, Timbits, our Molson Canadian, our Molson Caledonian. <laughs> Um, or Moosin? Is that it? I don't know. Um, or Mises. Um, uh, but uh, to, 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 you know, make sure to counterbalance this, you know, praise for him. On the other hand, he is like, he is like in his big exposition dump. And, and it is like, 
acknowledges an expedition dump and like the, the, it's interrupted i think just enough to make it like believably and organically conversational <laughs> oh yeah um uh that like oh yeah the, the 200 years of strife in the city like the endless gang wars uh, uh death and misery that that was me I I I ensured that that would uh, continue uh, in perpetuity. Oh no, for sure. Like I, I was merely praising him as like an authentic feeling character, yeah. more than like <laughs> I actually agree with his weird. Like I said, like I think he, he he's a believably nationalistic. I think. Um, I mean, like it is within the character of a fascist to believe that like a a a state of peace is one in which there is eternal war. <laughs> there yeah. is there is endless feuding and bloodshed. Well, especially because it's also to like um, to reassure his own power yeah. because he's convinced like a united dice would just be able to take over my ponytrons relatively easily. So I've kept them bickering for hundreds of years because <laughs> it suits my end goals better. Um, so, so now that all the cards have been laid on the table, you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> would you like a job? I'm, I'm promoting you to head of security of my casino. Uh, what? Oh yeah. Granny dynamite. Uh, she kicked the bucket like two days ago. Uh, so I need a new leader of the, uh, clips and clops casino. Um, I forget what the name of their faction was because their factions actually were like so irrelevant. Yeah. Um, the, the ribbit faction. The, yeah. Yeah, the the the, the robot, <laughs> the average robot enjoyer, uh, but full robots, not your not your half meat abominations that they yeah. have for houses shop. Uh, and she's like, you know, I work, for, I'm working for house like right now, uh, and he's like, yeah, sure, but like also, you could be working for me. He can't um, promise you the safety that I can. Uh, he also admits mm. that he was the one that led to that that uh, project that like turned a horse into a mega spell. So in a very roundabout way, he's directly responsible for the city getting nuked. Yes. Um. I mean, he's and he's also responsible for the nightmare hauntings in the tunnels. It's... Yes, and all sorts of the other bullshit. Um. But yeah. Yeah, no, uh, he he is he is the progenitor of all of, of, of all wrongs in the local setting. <laughs> but he's just so affable. But yeah, because he's he basically is like, yeah, because it was only ever supposed to be like four gangs, but then the NCA got in on this and the fucking Enclave Remnant got in on this and that all kind of stabilizes it more than I need it to be. So I need to like I need your help to kind of put everything back together in my horrible chaos mess that I profit from. Um, and uh, our, our heroine uh, is is very close to agreeing, except uh, you actually have nothing to offer me. The situation is, is more fucked than you seem to realize. <laughs> I, I would gain nothing by betraying my current alliances and siding with you right now. Ask mm. me again when when I've managed to put out some of these fires. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, yeah. And then we, we, we come home to find everything on fire. <laughs> yeah, everything's on fire. More on fire. Um. The baby is missing. Yep. Uh. Well, like, also, like, they're getting attacked by Enclavers as well. Oh, yeah, no, and, the, 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 the Hoofdwaffen have finally descended as, as I, I, everyone. <laughs> I love, I love this, their interaction where, like, Flair gets in the room, it's like, a coup's going on, and they're like, all right, 
what the fuck's a coup? <laughs> bad. <laughs> it's bad is what it is. I just love that they don't have a word for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, change of command is happening. Uh, uh, and, and everything's got tits up. I, I do appreciate that the entire premise of this chapter does uh, make... Uh, we, we highlighted it much earlier in the story, like several chapters back. But... Um, Flair being convinced that the Civil War is over. Like, yeah. we had past tense as if it were, like, decades ago, a Civil War in the wake of the, that, that goblin stealing the sky back from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when this shakeup seems to indicate, no. <laughs> Whoops. No, that, that remains ongoing. <clears throat> yeah, and that will remain ongoing for a while now. Uh, um... But yeah, they they have to like get in from the from the enclavers. Uh, they get back to the casino and they just you know bong 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 let me in. Uh, I'm a fucking his eye. Let me back in. Uh, and they get the bad news. Uh, uh, whoops. Uh, uh, where's Tight Lips? Uh, the the normal person who works security here. Uh, she's gone. And she kind of took your daughter with her, which like. The, the, like the writing here is really good because it's like, it's it feels Please like the don't. guy giving the, the the information is like trying to handle a live grenade. Please don't crush me into paste. <laughs> Remember, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> also, don't flatten him. That would be bad too. I like all my insides on the inside, please. This man's bones need to remain in the, their current configuration. <laughs> But yeah, uh, apparently Pearly got jumped in it too. They left like a note for her, uh, uh, which in her in her uh, in her room. We're calling <clears throat> you out. Yeah, we 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 know that holding her as a hostage and like trying to demand things is useless because you'll you're you're just gonna come to kill us all. But yeah, so uh, she touches base with uh, with House again, and House and House is like, well. <laughs> I got another quest for you. The fuck? Uh, that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, uh, shove I, it up your ass. I have a tiny baby to save. But this uh, is in violation of your like sacred contracts. Shove it. Yeah, the fuck to your up contracts. Your ass. And and I like this. This is genuine character development on Higher Gun's uh, uh, perspective because she was so adamant about her own dumb like I hold to my contract shit that. She had to do, like, a weird loosey-goosey, like, I turned in the baby slave that you wanted. Now I kill you because <laughs> the contract <laughs> is up. <laughs> Current higher gun would have just killed him <laughs> and been done with it. Uh, and I like that. But, yeah, I like her I like her uh, saying uh, no to uh, House. And, like, I'm so, I guess I'm so, like, traumatized by, like, my experiences with ph that i'm so used to every time like the main character mouths off to like an important npc that they don't just get whipped and like get a long speech about how like you don't yeah, matter and i'm so much greater than with you. facts and logic and they 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 like straighten up and obey <laughs> yeah and instead the protagonist just goes no i'm hitting x on the quest i'm i'm canceling the main quest chain i gotta go a small child to care about i don't give a shit about any of this <laughs> but but this but my job will tangentially relate. I do not care. Yeah, 
you do not have enough to offer me. I'm sorry. Goodbye. You've you've made a a terrible error in not opening with like acknowledge like like if if House had framed this as like uh a good to good to see you back um uh uh this be- be- betrayal it, by the way it's it's tight lips it's it's the one who had been so nice uh, to our protagonist yes. at this point one of the it, it only- was the one I forever ago because she was she there's a lot of description about her cool cybernetics I was so desperate for her as a boss fight I'm so I'm so excited about this twist <laughs> I, I I so badly want higher gun versus tight lips I want I want a rival fight uh, I mean it's gonna happen and it, and it it stings all the more because like she was one of the only friendly faces uh, yeah no of course in, in hired's entire life. Yeah, it really does twist um, the dagger. That, like, yeah, I've been a spy this entire uh, time. On on top of that, cracked Pearly's skull, like yeah. badly injured Pearly. Um, in the process of stealing her baby. Uh, but yeah, no. If 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 House had like, if House had had the sense to like go, okay, your baby's stolen. Uh, allow me to help you recover your baby. Uh, go do the thing that I <laughs> I need for my own reasons. Uh. And uh, I assure you, this will result in the recovery of your baby. Mm-hmm. He, he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he done fucked up. Um. Uh, but yeah, we actually we get to see uh, the little note that was left to her in her in her uh, penthouse. It's basically, uh, dear protagonist, please uh, uh, jump in our trap and uh, fight me, <laughs> mano a mano, signed Dragon Slayer. Uh, I have your child. Like, my favorite part about it is, like, okay, so, like, sure, Hybrid Gun gets warped a lot, but I do like at least the characters respect her strength, even if I don't personally. And it's like, no, we already know that, like, our plan is to just bring you to a, a spot where we can kill you, because we know that no force alive will stop you from getting to us, so I'm just gonna tell you where I am. Um, and, uh, we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, I, I I agree <laughs> in the strongest uh, terms. Like, I, 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 also, I also like appreciate like uh, here is a riddle to my location. The answer is on the back. She flips it to the back. <laughs> um, I also love um, like Platinum Haze being like you can't. It's a trap. I know it's a trap. My plan is is I spring it. And then I don't die, and I kill them anyways. <laughs> also, you will not stop me from killing them. Do you understand this, Platinum Hands? <laughs> you understand this large, extremely magical horse? <laughs> not not even you can spare their life. I love how patently insane that plan is. So my plan is, is I take the cheese, and I let the mousetrap get me. And then I have cheese now. <laughs> I just live through it somehow. I will I rely on the, the, the power of my spine to break the trap as as it falls upon me. Uh, and I do I do really like that energy of just like having a trap break on you as a way of like dealing with it. That's really fun. Uh it it is like a comedic premise that I would almost expect in like an, an anime or something of like I've been I've been trying to get this rat. I'm I'm I've I've got foot I've got a camera on this trap to figure out what it's doing 
and it just like waddles up to the cheese, like grabs it, the trap snaps like on top of it and bending the, the metal bar of the trap like, and just powers straight through it. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I was just checking on something. Um but yeah. All right. Um so so yeah, we we have that conversation with Hayes. Uh um shit continues to hit the fan. Uh and they need to get a dodge as fast as possible. Um uh, uh Blair <clears throat> has the meet up in a in a <clears throat> in a in a at a vertebuck transport or some kind. Um, with with a general. Um, uh, there, there's a scene I really loved though, just from the from the uh, audacity of it though, where it's like, all right, you got to get on the hazes like back, and we got to fly there. <laughs> and I just I loved the energy of like, um, platinum haze just telekinetically scooping her up like a pile of old clothes, uh, <laughs> and dumping her under her back. <laughs> and now the horse table is turned. Now it's I, you I who's once on again the... heard the like in in my head the the theme uh, to Neverending Story. <laughs> <laughs> it's this majestic sky horse. Uh... There's a large horse draped over an even larger horse. It's <laughs> soaring romantically through the sky. <laughs> it is not romantic. <laughs> it is not romantic. Uh, yeah, they get inside the 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 the, the vertebuck. They meet. Uh, uh, High General Steelwing of the Enclave Remnant, the biggest piece of shit in the story so far. Um, Look now, peasants! No matter what you think of of us, we we were merely following orders. We didn't enjoy the genocide, unlike our current opponents. We that is the ideological divide that is the <laughs> that is driving this coup. Yeah, is 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 genocide a, a reluctant responsibility or or really an enthusiastic hobby? Yeah, it's very like uh, uh like uh, I don't know like 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 it, the Enclave Remnant are like a weird thing in this story because like they're they're like okay we broke off the Enclave because we were sick of, of we were sick of all the atrocities we committed. But, like, we're still going to call ourselves the Enclave and everything. Like, we're not going to get rid of any of the, like, the bumper stickers. Um, and it's just it's a also, paradoxical Also, as is energy. revealed in this very conversation, we are also not going to get rid of our um, extremely racist elitism. <laughs> yes. We're, ju- we're just not going to kill you while we're looking down on you as much. Uh, and it's like, okay, cool, thanks. Um, it's, it is, like... I don't know, like, it really, it really, like, reeks to me of, like, uh, you know, the South will rise again type assholes. Who's like, well, you lost the war and you gotta stop being as racist, but, like, you're still gonna keep the Confederate flag and all that shit. Um, uh, you're still gonna, like, pay a bunch of money to, like, put up a bunch of, like, Southern generals, uh, statues everywhere. Um like cool people that definitely deserve uh to breathe um but uh yeah so or <laughs> or i guess the otherwise they remind me of like all those like you know uh uh nazis that uh were too uh uh technologically convenient to kill <laughs> so they were just 
<laughs> conveniently smuggled away. Um, but uh, but yeah, real fucking heroes. Uh, uh, but yeah, and I I want I want to I want I want Stillwing to, to to fucking die. Uh, but especially it's like I don't know, like oh man, fucking Flair is such a fucking weird character because like like he he had the biggest like pr- like fucking career just in the background i guess while everything else was happening because we find out that he was like special operative flair uh and i don't know if he like attained that before or after his like drug fall but he got cleaned I, up and then became like a it, spy unless, for everybody unless i misread it it was distinctly after like when he when yeah. he came back cleaned up they they you know said all right turns out we have use for you like uh, welcome back to the fold. You're getting a a, a a title change and a pay raise. Yep. And a promotion. And a new car. Uh, um, and before we can dwell on on how insufferable all of that is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they get open fire. Ah. Yeah, they get flashbanged. Everything goes weird. They parachute for a while. Um, so there's a big sky fight, and I'm drawing a blank on what happens after that. Uh, they, uh, uh, Hargun saves the day by using her anti-material rifle to, like, shoot the other Vertibuck out of the sky, which is pretty rad. Uh, Steel Wing, like, has to, like, do the, like, begrudgingly, like, it's like, ah, yeah, you're a, you're a bang-up shot, I have to respect you for a northerner. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) I guess I owe you one, so... You can use me as a fast travel anytime you need to. Because <laughs> um, remember, the, uh, the Enclave Remnant, uh, just to really like deflate their like Nazi balloon as much as possible, are basically a taxi service in this setting. Like That's the, the, the bulk of what they do, is they, they, they are transport for other factions. Um, they're a glorified Uber. Um... But she's like, okay, I need to get to the South Canyon. And he's like, I can't do that. All right, can you just get me, like, close enough, I guess? Um, uh, so I can go do that? Oh, yeah, no, that was it was the per- perfect, like, uh, looks like I owe you my life. <laughs> uh, or horse, uh, we'll, we'll do anything we, 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 we can. Just ask it. Uh, get me to South Canyon. Can't do that. <laughs> uh, that was the, specifically the thing I couldn't do. I can't leave the city. Not with this coup going on. Uh, God, I actually, like, don't know where this conversation happens afterwards. Uh, but, like, uh... I'm gonna scroll through the chapter because I forget exactly when it happens. Oh no, I know when it happens. It's it. So they like uh, they get taken out of the city, uh, and they're gonna go back to that uh, lovely couple that ferried them all those chapters ago. And there's that real like you know the ouch oof moment of like, oh, where is that lovable child that you had with you last time? Um. <clears throat> Uh, oh, oh no! I can't talk about that. Oh, fire any good fire bullets lately? 
oh, 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 I burned a child alive to prove a point to a different child. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of knife twisting. Uh, uh, so yeah, and I was really confused because there was like a conversation I really wanted to like talk about. Oh, it's it's the I I, I think it's the the very end of the it's how the, the chapter ends is that like we we managed to set up camp and um uh, a silver gun it makes some sort of oblique reference that like I can't I can't lose another one yeah um Hayes asked another one all right fine yeah. <laughs> story time. You get to you get to you get to know the the extent of my backstory that you haven't <laughs> directly absorbed from my brain. Let's go. Uh, she died, and it was sad, and it's the worst, and it fucked me up forever. Um. Uh. Well, now that I've told you my backstory, what if I got more of yours, Platinum Haze? And she's like, Ah, yes, I well, my memory is fragmented, but what I do remember wasn't great. Uh, and I, I, like, I complained about, I complained about Platinum Haze, like, a lot last chapter, and I was, part of it, why I was grumpy was I was kind of, like, uh, I, I'm, like, uncomfortable with the idea of a character going, like, I'm traumatized and abused as a slave, and I got thrown in the dip, and it made me better, so, got us good, uh, there's no difference between good and bad things, but I gotta commend this reveal, uh, because they went for it. Like, no one went for it uh, here. Where Platt Hayes was like, oh yeah, I was a slave. Uh, and then it turned out that uh, what I was really good at was getting other slaves to do what I wanted them to do. And also capture slaves. And I was like, oh... Yeah, her name has to have been Platinum Chains, and her special talent was slaving. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that's crazy. That's actually super nuts. Like that I just wasn't expecting that as like a as an addendum to this. Uh so like I still don't buy her whole like, you know, I was thrown in the dip and now I'm better, and that's why like the mother's good and you know, a little bit bad because she killed my mom. It it, uh, it has uh it 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 really um it's very much uh and 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 I'm all better now completely reproducing all of the the, the worst habits of of, of I'm my all life better now prior to to my <laughs> um evangelical awakening I'm all better now what's that twitch dear nothing nothing at all <laughs> um yeah and like that's I, I guess that's what I wanted to drill down on is that like this makes her a better character, I guess, like this this reveal. And I definitely would have preferred if this happened last chapter. But the thing I would say is that, like, I know this is when the hiatuses started happening and longer dips through things. So characterization sort of changes between chapters a lot more. So I'm a lot more forgiving about this this week around. Um, but, like, I think that the actual thing that like, this adds is a wrinkle of complexity is that, like, yeah, her using the royal we is as much because she even uses the term conditioning like i don't think she means it as bad as she means it but it meant everything to me for her like her word choosing she like she describes her saying we as part of her conditioning and that means that like 
like this all most of this shit is a coping mechanism like it has to be like like platinum haze uses her like being dipped and like the like being turned into part of unity as being something greater as like justification or like i guess like redemption for the terrible things she did before she got thrown in the dip and that all of this is a coping mechanism because otherwise she would be forced to acknowledge that her being thrown in the dip it would would like necessitate her also further throwing other people in the dip against their own wishes thus recreating the exact conditions she was doing before she became part of unity um and like she just can't unpack that because i mean she can't and i mean it gives more weight to the thing diamond side said earlier where she you know like she doesn't use the raw we she uses i statements she 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 uses like self-identifiers and is clearly a lot more uh realistic about their experiences being part of unity um because as an additional addendum to that like Platinum Hayes also totally buys into the party line of the Faller of the Apocalypse that like, yeah, like I'm following in the footsteps of Velvet Remedy and I'm following in the footsteps of Fluttershy, which like we know that <laughs> Fluttershy's actual, you know, footsteps was the end of the world. Um, and even Velvet Remedy, for all of her like positives, never really seemed to have ever gotten over the fact that Fluttershy ended the world. Um she tried to turn it into something positive, which I respect her for, but it still ultimately believes that Fluttershy meant well and that meant something. Uh, and it makes it just makes this a better character, I guess. Like this, this, this. I'm not gonna call it a retcon because it's not really a retcon. It's just further addendum. It's like picking up from what the last chapter left off. Yeah. Um, it is. It is very <sighs> valuable context that makes her an extremely complicated character. Yes. Uh, and I, and I, I don't know, just, I can't help but praise it, I guess. Uh, it, it, I, like, I still believe in all the things I said last week that, like, making, having your story complain about Little Pip is an incredibly, like, self-destructive way, to, uh, like, thing to add to your story, and it's never good. But, you know, best of a bad situation, I think, is what you get at a Platinum Haze. Uh, uh, A+, plus. want to see more. Uh, just gotta kill Flair first. <laughs> Flair is irredeemable. <laughs> Flair killed a bunch of kids. Um, and he's not even really sorry about it. He's just following orders. He, he, he needs to go to jail or super jail or killed to death. Um, or, or at least like OD in the epilogue. Like, yeah. uh, and all's well. It's so sad that Flair died of Ligma. <laughs> he died on his way back to his home planet. He died of baloney ingestion. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the last little bit too is they have that little like charming moment between everybody and, and talk about redemption, all that stuff. And then like a uh, fucking Ponatron rolls up and they're like, what the fuck? Uh, and it like blips on with Wilkirk's head and he's like, hi, I've added myself to the party. I, I do have a vested interest in... <laughs> in your survival and your su uh, success. Especially because uh, if these people nuked my town, I want to do something about it. So here I am as a robot. Uh, <laughs> and I love that he like, they keep going like, wait, how are you here? It, 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 like, no, I'm not here. 
I'm just remotely transport like transmitting my signal from the Clips and Clops Casino. But how you hear though? <sighs> so I remotely am transmitting myself from the casino. <laughs> and like just Higher Gun never really quite gets it, and I think that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, um and then it leads into uh uh Higher Gun like starting up the her sad story about how her mom died and all that stuff. Uh, it's nice. I, I like it. it, and that's like what the cha- how the chapter ends is like. Um, uh, <clears throat> which is pretty good. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good chapter. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, and I guess to like to come back to it uh, before before I forget, just to really make sure like where we're actually going is that like that canyon that they fought a bunch of like dune like super worms in uh like they're going back to that area uh the the weird like part where they briefly like left the story which makes me speculate that all this dragon slayer business has something to do with celestia's vision Mm. i i i don't have a lot of basis for that but i think that that like weird celestia's vision cult shit is like tied into it because i think that they were like a PR arm of whatever d- faction Dragon Slayer is working for that they like wanted the, the, to take dice under control their own way in like a hero- horribly pur- puritanical coup. And the, the Vision and the Watchers, like, yeah, the, and the Watchers, uh, right? I are, the, Watchers are, too. Uh, the right and left arm of, of something that you know, um, has only been obliquely referenced up to this point, and so I think we'll probably find that out. Yeah. Find out what that is in the in the next few chapters, maybe even the very next chapter. Yeah, uh, but we say? won't be able to do that until we um, find out what is at these these GPS coordinates. <laughs> yeah, we've been walking this entire time. Um... <laughs> no, we've we've mobilized the bunker like like. <laughs> You might not have been able to hear it, but while we've been recording it, it, it extracted itself from the ground and has been rotting across the landscape <laughs> toward the, our destination. And uh, uh, let me just... Uh, uh, I was going to do a, a gag about, like, you know, uh, sipping a, a thing of water uh, to, to, to spit take it when I uh, open these, these, these uh, blast shutters to see what's on the outside. But I am within the fiction of the podcast, a jukebox, and so I, I'm just pouring a thing of water over the top of my stuff, and the <laughs> gag doesn't work. Anyway, uh, opening the shutters. <gasps> oh, my God! We have... We have another message written in 20-foot-high flaming letters. Yeah, that joke never gets old. And it's covering an entire mountainside. It is vast beyond belief. My God. Fi. Fi, what does it say? My optic sensors have burned out. The horror, the wonder are too much for me. What does it say? <laughs> Um, all right, so, um, KCAT, uh, uh, hello. I missed every, hearing your podcast, like, week. I hope everything is all right. I myself couldn't keep to the one chapter a week schedule and have finished Heroes. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and reactions to the coming chapters. I want to start off by sharing my favorite piece of media inspired by Heroes. As I've mentioned before, Equestria Narrator attempted to do an audiobook of the project. It was excellent, but real life, t- uh, terminated the project, 
uh, around chapter 35. In late 2018, Equestrian Narrator had plans to revitalize the effort and got the one and only Argo Damon, creator of the Fantastic Out of the Stable video, uh, to create a very short promo. Sadly, almost immediately after, Equestrian Narrator was beset with misfortunes that killed his ambition. Uh, but while the product advertised never materialized, we do have a wonderfully 40 seconds of animation at the link provided below, and it'll be included in the show notes. Uh, secondly, I liked the ask, uh, I liked the question asked in this last podcast email. As one I've gotten myself, of course. There are several elements included after the completion of Fall Equestria, which I believe would be wonderful to explore in the context of the Equestrian Wasteland. And fortunately, I have been able to, uh, uh, explore some of these headcanons, particularly through a couple FOE roleplay games I ran. My own FOE story aside, Origin Story, which was born from one of these. But I have to, to agree with Phi that Follow Equestria is too large and dense to insert much more without it being uh, to the story's detriment. Still, there are two elements that I really, really wish I had to play with when writing Story itself. The super speedy Cider Squeezy 6000 and the Crystal Empire. Flim and Flam's mobile cider machine would be given an avenue to introduce motor wagons, powered by spark batteries, to wartime Equestria. The Equestrian Wasteland is filled with broken roads, crumbling orchard passes, and littered parking lots, all of which would be more reasonable with the speed of motorized personal transportation. A few mentions of advertisements, Flim and Sons, Equestria's first motor wagon company, is still the best, and a snippet of a newspaper when Flam repurposed their failed automation, automated c- cider press, his new invention revolutionized in personal transportation and would have uh, been all that was needed to justify rusting halts of motorized vehicles accompanying the carriages and wagons. Of course, if I had motor wagons on the menu, somewhere along the wide vol equestria would have included a chase, one where ending would have further cemented Calamity's reputation with vehicles. Witness me! <laughs> uh, uh, well, I did... Uh, that was me editorializing. Um... Well, I did with the, uh, play with the Crystal Empire and RPGs, envisioning it as an excellent Old World's Blues XP. Actually, that's pretty interesting. Uh, further exploration of the Crystal Empire would have been a few chapters too many for a fall at Equestria. However, the most important element could have been slipped into a few more terminal entries or just one more morb. <laughs> Fucking... Oh, man, that's just really funny. Um... Just canonizing the word morb. <laughs> um, as shocking it is to see Candlelight surrounded at a pink shield at, at the end of uh, Season 2, that'll nothing to show giving us a full mega spell in the opener of Season 3. Well, a proto-mega spell, the s- snowflake layout of the Crystal Empire, ponies focusing on a magical zone just turn a small effect into one that covers an entire kingdom and beyond, with a small side effect of magical radiation that causes physical changes in ponies. Yeah, it's all there. <clears throat> The Crystal is practically a megaspell chamber. Crystal pontification predicts the creation of ghouls, and researching crystal pony metaphysicology would have led the Ministry of Peace to a closer look, giving us a roadmap to the invention of a megaspell. As a side note, I strongly agree with Phi that Trangelings offer a cornucopia of potential for Fallout Equestria side stories. I have played with a few ideas for them with myself, so much gained new life in my non-FOE story prey. Uh, they are a real rich element for exploration. Third and finally, as Phi mentioned, there aren't uh, actually that many chapters left of Heroes. I would take the opportunity to promote as much as I can another story with hooves in the Equestrian Wasteland. Um, when it comes to Fallout Equestria stories, far and away, the best I've ever read is The Hooves of Fate. More than any other uh, author I've read, Sprocket Doggin... Sorry. Uh, I knew I was going to mess this up. Sprocket Dogginsworth grasps the core values, philosophies, and lessons in my own story and writes about them with more depth and vision than I ever did. 
The story is madly engrossing. By the way, that is that is in bold italics, <laughs> with more depth and vision than I ever did. Yes, my apologies. And uh, what I'm using to read the the message of it is like uh, scrubbed all the like uh, like italicization or bolding. The story is madly engrossing. The, the writing starts out as solid and just keeps getting better. Every character is wonderfully realized. The moral center of the story is strong. The Who's of Fate is very different from other FOE stories in a way that I find refreshing. Additionally, the chapters are all much shorter than your normal FOE fare. Well, impressively, full of content. Finally, when the story does deal with Little Pip, it isn't in the right way. Uh, all in all, I would absolutely encourage you to not only read this, but consider it for an upcoming season of the podcast. In fact, the only story has one problem. Uh, and unfortunately, it's a doozy. The story isn't finished yet. It's not abandoned, just still in progress. Much like Fallout Equestria had was envisioned as five books, The Who's of Fate will have seven. And Sprocket Dogginsworth is currently writing book six. The, the more recent chapter was released earlier this year, and with uh, 57 chapters already, uh, there's plenty to dive into. Look forward to the next podcast. Yours truly, KCAT. Well, thank you, uh, uh, Supreme Overlord uh, KCAT, for inscribing... <laughs> Uh, yet again, a terrifying monolith of flaming nightmares uh, out in the wilderness, I guess. And we had to go find it this time. Uh, I think that's what the fiction is here. Um, oh, it certainly couldn't fit in the bunker. <laughs> it was a big one this time. Um, also, yeah, that, this one, that video is pretty pretty neat. I, I encourage clicking that link. Yeah, I don't think um, I've actually checked out Hooves of Fate. I think that was one of those ones that was probably got started like long after i was really diving deeply into a lot of the story so i'll have to actually check it out um i mean Uh, hey it's recommended from the creator of the thing it can't be that bad um so so funny thing i i was reluctant to give any answer at all to the the question uh in the last episode and i would have said flim and flam but i could have sworn that uh that like there was some oblique reference to them uh in foe yeah. Um, but I guess this confirms that I was was incorrect. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a thing in PH. PH had a big element of it that Flim and Flam had like had a huge stake in, in the technology of the setting, and they created Flux, which was made of Discord's blood and could turn into anything. And it was also how the the IMP was made, which makes no fucking sense. Um, Give me but, race cars powered by Apple. <laughs> yes, Apple cider race cars. I mean, it also, it, and you know, just to further expand upon that is that you could have uh, Scootaloo upgrade from like the like scooters to being like a race car driver. Um, since it's like a popular headcanon that Scootaloo can't fly and never will be able to, uh, that would have been a fun way of doing her like as a speed demon thing without having her to be like, you know, being mm. able to fly. <clears throat> um, uh, but yeah, that would have been yeah. Flim and Flam definitely would have been really interesting. They fit really well into it as being like evil capitalism horses themselves. A, uh, a, a pretty a fine example of of the wrong sort of person given uh, money by the industry of the the, the Ministry of uh, Industry and War. Yes, uh, without without any like check <laughs> or foresight. Yeah, no regulation. Um, just here's funds. Um, yeah. Oops, they. <laughs> they turned every problem into a nine-way highway. Uh, whoopsie doodle. Uh, Traffic ruined forever. Neighborhoods in the process. It's yeah. Just complete the... Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing... I, I'm firmly convinced nothing radicalizes part people uh, faster than learning anything about infrastructure. Uh, especially highways. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, no, uh, gosh, I wish I, <laughs> well, actually me keeping my mouth shut, uh, uh let, uh, cake, like, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is cool pseudo lore. Yes. Um, um I know nothing about uh, crystal horses. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, really, really quick uh, is so the crystal empire was like a later, like a, like a later season addendum. It was like to give uh, the, the marriage horses more things to do. Um, the whole flavor of like the crystal empire was, was taken over by Sombra and evil darkness horse that was obsessed with crystals to the point where he literally only had one line of dialogue, which was crystals. Um, but yeah, they they had a whole thing where they when they like got all their power and memories back because all their memories had been sealed away in a giant cataclysmic magic event. Uh, they turned all crystally flavored, and also all the main six did too. Buy our new crystal pony uh, uh, merch. <laughs> um, and well, I'm you know I'm relatively negative on uh, later additions to stuff like that, especially the Crystal Empire, because it did feel like just like buy the new playset uh, type things to be added to the setting. The idea of being use, using it as like a as a basis for like uh, um, the uh, like mega spells got created. And it was like and also like works as a pretty interesting like, hey, they're like a far off micro nation that is kind of part of Equestria, and like you could do like your own like basically what I'm saying is like future FOE writers, uh, uh, Chris Empire would be a great place to you know put your story in. Um, there's a lot of potential fun you could have with that. Uh, crystalline technology just begs to be used in weird, crazy arcano tech stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, once we're once we're done with this, and we're coming up close to that, like we could either um, uh, dip into hooves of fate, or uh, bully K Cat more by talking about her <laughs> their their prey story. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny to just pivot to like. This is now a K Cat uh, fan cat. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hooves of Fate would be fun to check out. Um, and like, oh man, the other thing too, I've also been like kind of like dipping my my brain into as an idea is doing some shorter arcs of maybe touching some of the stuff that like never got finished but was interesting. Like, I feel like uh, I really want to talk about Misfits because. Everyone seems to like Misfits, but it never got finished. It was, like, canceled after a handful of chapters in. But it's really good. It's a really compelling Yeah, we, we like, can do story. some other things. I think it might be cool to, like, do, like, a, a sort of wild tangent episode. I want to see what happens when we both read a month's worth <laughs> of Dominic Deegan. Like, the, the first yeah. the first month of releases of Dominic Deegan comics. That, that has been like another thing we've been like we sit you now see see what effect it has on our minds that's a thing we've been threatening for a little while like wanting to do like that like i still want to do that as a side thing but who knows we could do like a first month of reading and then do that as like a yeah hey if we like doing this we might that's turn it into its own is, podcast, is, is, a, is a sort of a backdoor pilot kind of scenario yeah but yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but for now, if you want to check us out anywhere, you can do that on Twitter. I'm Thou Art Fi. My Twitter is incredibly not safe for work. Uh, just for word of a warning. Uh, uh, and I'm also very spicy. Uh, you can also check out Weird, uh, where we do that ap- appropriately. At Weirdington E. At Twitter.com. Yeah, or if you want to email us. That would be Weirdington ESQ at Gmail. 
com. But yeah, for now, though, I think uh, we have to move on. And how do we do that, Weird? By going onward from sunshine, sunshine. and, and rainbows. Rainbow.